guys, and welcome to Concentrated Podcast Presents Heralds of the MCU. I am Maria, and I am joined by my two co-hosts, the lovely Eric. What's up? I complimented him, and I thought I'd get more than just a what's up. All right, well, whatever. And the even you lovelier Manera. You could have gone to Manera first. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see you. I didn't see you yawning. I was actually looking at something else. And also the loveliest and more lovely than Eric Manera. Hey. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was, what is up with y'all? Like, that was a little creeper. <laughs> Eric, y'all are just, okay, whatever. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, guys, we are back to talk about the new Disney Plus series. Well, Disney Plus really Marvel series, What If? Uh, and we've gotten episodes one and two. Uh, the first one was What If Captain Carter Was the First Avenger? And the second one was What If T'Challa Became Star-Lord? So as always, before we start, I want to get some first impressions. What did you guys think of these first two episodes? Well, we, uh, again, we would have done both of them separately, but we were on vacation, so. We were on vacation, and I know what you were laughing at, Manira. You can kick rocks. I don't so care. Impre- I said what impressions. I said. I made, I made eye contact with your brother, and he like he was like, mm. <laughs> I hate both of you. She um, made a bad they, impression. <laughs> they were, they were amazing, right? <laughs> like they made me spend my money ultra fast um, wait what did you spend your money on already Ooh, uh captain carter funko and i mean t'challa the um star lord t'challa was already in the like i had already pre-ordered that guy so he's coming but captain carter and now i have to get the hydra buster like okay. yeah they had that at third eye the other day when i went the hydra stomper they put like the, okay so they had as soon as it dropped they were like so captain carter and i was like yeah and then like a couple of days later they were like we know that you spent your money on captain carter but also it's captain carter riding the hydra stomper like, i think they were trying that? to keep the 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 hydra stomper and the identity of who was driving it pretty quiet until right before the show aired i it's like it money like i can't but i want it want it they learned from the mandalorian that like you can keep it quiet until right after it airs and people will still want it like no one knew about baby yoda grogu until the mandalorian aired and you saw how batshit people went we even went to disney right after that we went batshit yeah i was to say we went to 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 disney right after the first season ended and they were like yeah we don't have the stuff yet it's still being produced because you know disney was super tight-lipped about it yeah but no these were amazing episodes um and they were kind of perfect, if that makes sense. Well, they're, they're, it's an anthology series, but yeah. like they kind of have to wrap it up. And you either get a happy ending or you get kind of a weird ending. So far, we've gotten two happy endings. Well, yeah. well sort of happy endings. Happy endings. Uh, uh, Captain Carter's was a little less. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting to see when we get one of these like sad endings. Because they are very like, they're anthology. So sometimes they can be, they can have a little fucked up ending. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Yeah, I just kind of love them. Period. That's that's yeah. where we're at. That's that's literally how I felt about both of them. Um, I I think that I might be in the minority, so we'll find out as we kind of talk through these. I definitely liked one better than the other. Um, only slightly though. So we'll we'll get there. But since we do have two episodes to get through, uh, we're, I think we should just hit some bullet points from each episode. And um, 
I think that, you know, with that, I feel like we might actually really work for the way that these episodes are set up, like, because they're not like continuous stories. So I think that like going, just hitting the, the points and going from their work. So y'all, y'all down for that? Let's do it. All right. Well, let's start with Captain Carter. So baddest bitch. Uh, so Steve Rogers gets seriously injured and Peggy Carter becomes the world's first super soldier. Like that's pretty much what happens here. And I, I know I said I'd wait, but like this of the two episodes was my favorite. I, I like don't get me wrong there were definitely the tears and sniffles with the with the T'Challa one but like everything about this episode the sexism the fact that um fucking Captain Carter kills and it has no problem there is no like I'm sitting there and I'm just like yo she just murked oh oh, oh shit she is just killing these motherfuckers she does not care she's got bodies I mean, on her Steve Steve Rogers did the same thing in World War Two. He like it's not the the classic comics where he's just throwing his shield at Hitler. No, like, you just remember they literally recreated the scene with Peggy Carter where he busts open the door and he's like blah blah blah, eat it Hydra. Yeah, but like me and my fiance were talking about this. He was like, I can't believe how fast Peggy kind of realized her strength and well, she was also a trained soldier, right? That and that's yeah. what he said. Like he was like. Well, I guess it's because like she was a trained soldier and so she you know Peggy was a badass in her own right in our universe mm-hmm. so it just makes sense that yeah she would turn around and be like, like imagine oh, how much this? faster she would have gotten right. like actual shield off the ground because she was an SSR agent before meeting Steve and all of them but like she already had the skills right yeah it's perfect to see I think that was perfect I think the reveal of having Steve uh basically being the controller of the Hydra Smasher, I thought that that was really, really well done. And it was great because the episode starts and you're like, oh, he got really hurt. So I guess we're not going to, you know, see. Yeah, we're not going to see much more of him. And it's like, no, that's that's the exact opposite. Like we still get a full fleshed out Peggy and Steve relationship. We get him fighting in the Hydra Smasher. Uh, I... (sighs) It's just so well, I mean, Hodge Stumper. So I think it was just so well done. So we're in agreement. Like, that's the origin of Iron Man, right? Because it looked like the box of scraps that Tony built to get out of that cave. Yeah, no. The difference here being is that the the technology was advanced. Like, Stark could have made the Iron and he basically made the Ironmonger suit. But, like, what he didn't have back then was a power source. He yeah. got... They got the, the the Tesseract, and that was the power source. So I would I would really like for that to for that story to go further, so that I can see and meet Tony and see what the Iron Man suit looks like. Well, it would it would be different because he's no longer Iron Man, right? Like but th- I'm saying, that's what I want. Like that, yeah. I want them to I want them to flush that out so I can see because it even it even goes that. back to um, to. Iron Man two when he has to make the new element because he finds the um the the blueprint from his father and his father's like yeah with my technology we don't have the thing to power this so he makes this new element which in the what if verse he doesn't need that he's got the tesseract and we all know Mm -hmm. that the tesseract is basically power 
which is why I want the, this story to go further. Like, I want all of the no, stories to go No, no, this is not how it works. But, yeah. but no, this is not I how it works. That universe. I want to see that universe. Well, no. w- from what they're saying, the rumor is that they, if they do a season two, they want to bring back another Captain Carter story. Yeah, me. I, I am the people that are saying that. It's me. <laughs> me. I'm asking. Uh, it was I was a little really... disappointed that uh, Chris Evans didn't come back and do the voice. Yeah. Like, I can understand some of the people complaining in, in episode two um, that people like uh, Batista didn't do the voice of Drax, even though he's like, literally has, like, three lines. And we'll, we'll get to some of those because there's some of the people, there's a lot more voice ca- talent than that. But, yeah, I was a little, I was a little sad because um, Sebastian Stan came back and did Bucky. Mm-hmm. Um, even, what's the name, who plays Dum Dum Dugan came back and did the voice mm-hmm. of Dum Dum Dugan. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what happened there I'm, i mean i'm pretty sure we could look it up but i don't know why he didn't come back i'll be honest i was okay with he's a pretty decent sound yeah voice. yeah whoever did the voice i wouldn't have known any difference if i didn't look at the credits and see that it wasn't him as i say um what's the name who who picked up the role of red skull in infinity war and endgame came back and did the voice mm-hmm. for this as well ross ross uh marquad i believe Marquard, yeah yeah who was also on the walking dead yeah, no, I, I just think that from beginning to end, I love it's the animation stuff. Oh, well, don't whatever don't that. I, uh, I, I really, uh, I like the animation style a lot more than I thought I would actually. From seeing like the previews, I was like, uh, I don't know how I feel about this animation style. We'll see when it comes out. And then when you see it in like fully fledged episodes, I think it works really well. Yeah, it um, works in motion a lot better than it looks in the stills because they, they found a way to, to capture the likeness of the actors without it being too cartoony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they were vibrant. Both, like, even though technically the Captain Carter one could have been a little bit, like, darker in, in like, color saturation and tone, it was still pretty bright. And the T'Challa one, which we're going to talk about in a minute, was beautiful. Like, it was just... Crayola, here you go. Like all the colors look great. So we already know that we want another Captain Carter one. We may get another Captain Carter one. Uh, I think, oh, the other thing I was going to say was like, yo, when she, like I knew it was going to make her bigger, but like she. Yeah, she's like, well, even in height, like when she gets out of the thing, uh, Howard's like, oh, you're not going to need those heels. Because standing next to other people, she's like 6'1", 6'2 now. Yeah. Yeah, she just, everything about how she looked was badass. Mm-hmm. But also, what the hell, Eric, was that monster that she was fighting? Uh, it depends on the version. It might be the the Hydra, like the physical representation of Hydra, an actual Hydra demon. Um, they touched on it a little bit in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. the show, where it like took over a single person and it had you know tentacles for a face and whatnot. Kind of looked like... Um, like Davy Jones from the mm. uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, some people say that Hydra is influenced by space monsters and whatnot. So um, yeah, they he basically did what the Watcher is doing and opened a portal to another dimension. So yeah. another part of the multiverse, which I think we might see more of later because I think the way that the episode ended, also Samuel L. Jackson and uh, Jeremy Renner both came back and did their voices as Nick Fury and Clint Barton. The thumb ain't got nothing going on. Yeah, he has nothing to do. He's like, what? You guys want me to sing on it? No? All right. No, just, just He's I was waiting for it. I knew he was going to do it. 
Well, he's never going to be the same. I get it. He's in more than one episode, though. So I think they they got people that are in more than one episode because we've already confirmed that, like, he'll be back as Hawkeye in another What If episode with Thor. Oh, okay. All right. Well, moving along to the second episode, which I think that uh, black nerd Twitter lost their minds over um, for, I think, pretty good reason. Uh, is the episode where basically the Ravengers fuck up or the Ravengers fuck up and they're supposed to kidnap Peter Quill, but instead they kidnap T'Challa. And, you know, basically he becomes the Star-Lord. And so from the very beginning of this episode, I loved the fact that they started the episode the exact same way that the movie started except it was T'Challa and then you get into the exchange with him and um oh, what's his I can't think of his yeah I'm, I'm gonna, uh, yeah yeah and it is hilarious how this whole thing goes down so you know let's talk about it a little bit um Eric I'm gonna start with you on this one what were some of the highlights for you of this episode and, and what did you think of the episode in general I was a big fan of it. I, I think it kind of it got a little off the rails towards the end, mostly just kind of they kind of threw this villain together at the end for for no reason. But you kind of had to. Other than that, it was like, hey, T'Challa is this great guy, and his he even without superpowers, his superpower is like reason and talking to people. And you know, he basically he stopped Thanos. He stopped. You know, he he saved um, not Gamora, but um, Drax's people. Yeah, he saved Drax's people. There was he no Gamora's people too by talking to Thanos. Yeah, so like he's just he's this all around great guy, and he actually has the reputation that the real Star Lord wished that he had, where people know who he is and actually love him. Well, the reason that he was such a great person to be part of the Ravengers and to be able to stop all of this is because he's been growing up and trained to be king for his whole life, yeah. and so he's been given this diplomatic been been ingrained on how to be diplomatic and how to listen to both sides how to reason. put the people first right so that made perfect sense to me but also because t'challa is such a charismatic but also quiet i enjoyed that he was with the ravengers and he brought out a different side of yondu mm -hmm. when he was speaking to yondu after um uh, Nebula with that blonde fucking hair. Get the fuck out of here. It was, it really threw me off at first and then I loved it. <laughs> then I, I was I here knew for who it. she was as soon as like Karen um, opened her mouth. Mm -hmm. And then when she was like, hey, Cha Cha, I was like, <laughs> get out of here. Get out of here. I love this. What's this about? Right, um, right. But when like Yandu's like, no, we're not doing it at all. And then T'Challa goes and talks to him and is like, listen, if there is something that can save worlds that's what we do you know right. we're the ravengers that is what we do and that is basically what we have set out to do so if there's something that we can do that can do that on a global scale why wouldn't we yeah he and, he literally changed the course of the ravengers they they I went straight that. yeah and everyone looked happy everyone looked healthy mm -hmm. and he when he got karth who is diamond huntu's um character like you could see every time that he did a mission, 
he would pick up a different Ravenger. So he was like, having the best time in this episode. Right. He, he was not only walking the walk, but he was talking the talk and then showing those people. Mm-hmm. I, I I loved this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I think I say I already saw the meme and they were like Korath's character has more develop in, development in twenty eight minutes than he had across like three other movies. Yep. He really did though. He did. Yeah. And and I think that kudos to Marvel. Obviously he was alive when this was done because it's it's him doing it. What a fitting tribute. Yeah. Without them, like, it's just so crazy to me just how the world and the universe works, right? Because when they when they filmed this, when they recorded it, like, I, I have to believe that at least the highest people at Marvel knew that he was he was battling cancer. No, they didn't. Um, oh, actually, so, so literally the, no one knew. Yeah, the director of the episode has already come out and said that, like, when he recorded his lines that, uh, A, you know, he looked kind of skinny, but also, like, he came in and he delivered everything with such purpose. And, like, you would think he was recording for an actual movie. He didn't phone it in. And they were like, yeah, we didn't realize why he put so much into it. And then... You know, stop, please stop. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm like, I'm like already fighting back. They the said tears. that he, he basically he put that legacy into everything that he did. Please stop. And it's, it shows. And so the episode itself just, it ends yeah. up just being a living tribute to this man who brought this character to life that meant so much to so many of us. Um, when his dad, oh, like when he gosh. went to the, at the. At the collector's, um, like, just collection. And he went into the Wakandan ship. And, like, this, the message that his dad sent. And then that personal message to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I know. Like, poor Manir can't even get the words out right now. Like, it was... It was a lot, and I, I thank Marvel because what ended up happening was for all of those scenes that had you the way that we are right now, which is puffy-eyed and tears rolling down our faces, you got the balance of, you know, Thanos and, you know, the Collector and all of these other amazing performances by everybody that was on this episode. It was It was as if... He didn't, or maybe he did know what he was doing. I mean, he definitely knows knew what he was doing and the purpose that he had with his own submission. But it's almost like in him being so pur- purposeful with his performance for this animated um, show, it made everybody else step up too. You, yeah. you, you know what I mean? Because I felt like everybody, like Benicio Del Toro is always doing the Lord's work he was fantastic in this role, right? And Josh Brolin, this is no this is Thanos loves Thanos. Listen, this is the Thanos that's my best friend and is mm-hmm. always invited to the cookout. And we're gonna sit here and talk all the time about how I do agree with him that it is a little bit more efficient to just snap everybody away. Low key, um, did you catch him flirting with Okoye? I yeah. Can I go to that universe where they get married? Is that a is that a universe that I can that I can go to? Thanos does like strong women. Listen, I'm telling you, can we go back to Wakanda because their wedding is getting ready to start? Can we go? I sat there and I watched like that every time he was on the screen, 
every time. I was like, I am in for a treat because I love this Thanos. So it's just like from beginning to end, I couldn't find anything about the episode not to love. Like watching also throwing Yondu, in Howard the Duck and oh, Seth, Seth Green came and back and did the voice again like Howard, he did in the movies. He? Yeah. Listen. He is Howard the Duck. What are you talking about? Like, that's just who he is. It's very sad I, they didn't continue with the, the Hulu show because he was going to do the voice for that as well. Uh, well, you never know. It, it may come back around because people love him. But I I felt like every everybody... Well, first off, the Yondu and T'Challa relationship, like, it... Uh, it pulled at my heartstrings and then it even pulled more to know that he ends up dying to save Peter. And it's just like, oh, why? It's, it's the, but also like them sitting at the table and um, T'Chaka like trying to get to the meat of who, how did you have my son? Mm -hmm. And like Yandu kind of getting ready to tell and then T'Chaka just saying you know he found me when I needed him and you know he's he's my family and I'm just like stop mm -hmm, it stop mm -hmm. it yep. you stop it right now because like Yandu was like all right I'll take my lumps whatever they whatever they right be, I've earned them it's my right. fault and I love this baby so mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. I'll take my lumps oh uh, now he has two dads he does mm, and they both love him and I love the Ooh, I'm so <laughs> angry I'm so angry we don't get any more yeah, yeah. Say, executive producer Brad Winderbaum says he really approached the material as seriously and as soulfully as I imagine he approached any of his work. Stop it. Such a just really they, a great Even actor. the people from Guardians of the Galaxy, the guy who plays Taserface, came back and did his voice and he didn't know. He said it was, devastating to, uh, it was a devastating blow to find out about his passing and it was frankly so humbling to know that he spent any time working with us during that period. Please stop. Don't read anymore. I don't want to hear anymore. <laughs> doesn't want to cry anymore. I don't. So, I really so don't. let's talk about the end of the episode because I also thought that it was a really oh. cute touch to have like Peter Quill working at a fucking Dairy Queen, listening to his music and for Ego to show up. And I'm I'm assuming that was in fact Kurt Russell doing the voice. It was Kurt Russell, but it was not Chris Pratt doing the uh, the. Well, that's fine. Nobody misses quill. him. But anyway. <laughs> I thought I thought that that whole scene was like okay so there's still some elements in this what if that kind of go back and like are we gonna see like an end of the world type scenario because ego's here why is yeah. ego here does he really care about his son that much no. well we already know the answer to that right and we also know that like so this is the Peter that stayed when his mother died lived with his grandfather we don't know the situation that he had with his grandfather so we don't know the family that held mm -hmm. peter mm -hmm. so if peter has always been longing for a father and ego can etch at that peter right then yeah yeah Apocalypse. a peter that a peter that didn't have yondu yeah. That what happens with that? with that? Right. Well, Yondu and the and the Guardians. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the a lot of these are building up to like some bigger Avengers type episode. Like maybe the Watcher assembles people. Ego. Yeah. 
But again, there's still, what, seven more episodes? Well, I mean, yeah, because technically we don't have a Guardians of the Galaxy, right? No. We don't need them because we no, have... No, you have the Ravagers. Right. You have the Ravagers, and that's all you need. I like that they got so many people back in smaller roles. Like, um, what's her name? Denai Guerrera literally had one line as a Koye, but she came back and recorded it. Um, Ophelia Lovebond, who did the voice of Karina, the, mm-hmm. the collectors. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Karina. She came back and did her own voice for the episode as well. So did, of course, you know, Taserface and Sean Gunn, uh, James Gunn's brother, who plays Craglin, came back and did his own voice. Carrie Coon came back as Proxima Midnight. Yeah, mm-hmm. bitch. All, all of them did. Yeah. Um, even even John Connie, who plays T'Chaka, came back and did his voice. Mm-hmm. This was such a good episode, guys. It, yeah. Listen, I, uh, this is what I will say about this series. Uh, I've kind of had a love meh affair with everything that's come out i.e. I loved WandaVision, I loved Loki, meh, on, you know, Captain America and Winter Soldier. I listen, I some things because it was it would have been too close to COVID if they had kept what they were doing. No, 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 I get it, I get it. Um, but like with that then having this and that you this is what you give us for episode 1 and 2? Yeah. I have to believe it's only going to get better or at least stay the same i don't think they're going to give us that and then the rest of the episodes are going to be shit yeah okay just statistically speaking there's going to be one that's going to be kind of meh maybe two with a nine episode thing you're such a fucking downer eric i'm just saying well we we, don't know what they all are going to be yet though next week's is something about loki um but like i feel like that's too close to the having loki as the but I mean, I guess not. I'm I'm assuming Tom Hiddleston does his own voice because why wouldn't he? That would make sense, yeah. Yeah, uh, I know people have complained, and there was a lot of clickbait headlines headlines out there. Um, apparently, Tom Holland does not do the voice of Peter Parker in the episode with Spider Man, um, and of course, the clickbait headlights were head, he, clickbait headlines were uh, Marvel addresses recasting Tom Holland. So of course, you click on it thinking that they had fired. Tom Holland from No Way Home or any future Spider-Man movies. But, you know, instead it was like, hey, someone else is playing Spider-Man's voice in a TV show for the billionth time. I'm. Is it wrong that I say that I'm okay with it not being his voice? I'm perfectly fine with that. Again, I I enjoy these and I like when the real people come back and do their voices, but I'm not expecting it for everyone. People, people are busy. Some people, yeah. unfortunately, are no longer with us. So we might not, we, we probably won't get another one you know, featuring T'Challa in this timeline, which is sad because this is like, this is prime T'Challa. Like, he literally changed the galaxy just by being a good person. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, we know that we're getting two seasons. Um, I'm... I'm wondering because we've got we they've confirmed or at least it's been pseudo confirmed episodes three and five. We don't know what episode four is yet. Um, we, episode- we know some things coming based on the poster. Like we know there's like a a, a Gamora Thanos later on. There's like right. this ultimate version of Ultron that uses the Infinity. Yep, that's good. That's like supposed that. to be the last one. Infinite Ultron is supposed to be the one that airs on October sixth. Supposedly, we know there's an there's a weird adaptation of like the Marvel zombie storyline. Yep, yep, stuff like yep. that. I'm I'm honestly excited to just be kind of surprised because I I used to read What If comics when they were coming out and like some of them were. Little like and it's very much like an anthology thing where some of them have sad endings, some of them have happy endings, some of them 
you know, would have literally changed the course. Like you see what little things do. Like um, what if the Hulk had killed Wolverine where the Hulk kills Wolverine finally and then becomes the biggest bad in the Marvel Universe. Like he, he you know, he kills everyone. He's surprisingly durable. Well, here's the thing, though. Do you think that any of these what ifs, now that we're kind of getting a better picture of the Eternals movie and seeing that they're it looks like they're somewhat sticking to like the original like origin of the Eternals in bringing in like the Celestials and uh, look amazing, by the way. Yeah. yeah, and and the deviants and all of that. So, like, do you think that any of these what ifs are going to somehow or another tie into that next big release after Shang Chi? Because you got to think, Shang Chi is coming out in the middle of the what if season. Mm-hmm. What if finishes in the beginning of October, and then we get the Eternals? What in November, or December? November. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we get the Eternals in November. Do you do you think that any of that's going to be tied in? No, not really. Again, these are these are literally just like. These were for, for, for fun. I think we might see Captain Carter again because that's just a fun thing to do. And the way that it ends, like she comes back from the void and mm-hmm. it, she basically reversed Steve Rogers it where she she instead of being awakened, she's brought back from wherever she was. And it feels just like just a couple of hours. But she finds out it's been 70 plus years. So maybe they, they expand on that and like what the reach of Captain Carter would be as opposed to Captain America waking up now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, guys, that is it for these first two episodes. We've given you a little bit about our theories on this. uh, And hopefully, like, we shared some thoughts with you that might have cleared some things up for you or might have added to your own thoughts. But if we didn't, definitely let us know. as always, we want to thank you for listening. And if you like the episode, make sure to rate it, drop a review, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends the whole nine. You can also give us any feedback that you have on What If. You can either do that on uh, through email. You can send us an email at concentratedpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can drop us a message on our Facebook page, which is just Concentrated uh, Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram for episode drops. Our handle, well, episode drops, um, content, questions, whatever. Uh, Our handle on both is at Concentrated Pod. We also have our Concentrated Blur Talk group on Facebook. So you can look that up and you can join the conversation there. And then lastly, you can always leave us a voicemail. The phone number is 301-531-4393. Again, that's 301-531-4393. That's it for this week. We will be back with next week's uh, episode of What If, guys. Y'all want more? one more uh, little tearjerker from the director of that episode of What If? Sure. Sure, Let's leave on a sad note. Right. It's a good note, actually. He says, based on like working with Chadwick Boseman, he says, the events of the episode are extremely different, but the thing to take away is that the galaxy doesn't change T'Challa. T'Challa changes the galaxy. Thanks, Eric. So I'm going to go and finish crying my eyeballs out, guys, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye, Bye. everybody. <laughs>